Hello, hello. This is the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I am your host, Amy. This podcast is based around relevant and completely irrelevant topics. Sometimes the deep and meaningful and other times pretty meaningless topics. There are way too many negative vibes in the universe. So let's hang out together and spread aesthetic vibes. Come hang out with me. today's episode we are going to talk everything unsolicited comments including why people offer these types of comments what to do when they're given or offered to you and if you're giving these comments why you need to stop okay let's do this Ever had a comment made to you that really pissed you off? Maybe someone or something that didn't sit right with you. Maybe someone has made a comment um, and maybe you were too stunned at the time to respond. You go home and you think, oh damn, I wish I'd said the following. Or you have that moment when you're in the shower doing like the imaginary um, argument between the two of you, (laughs) should you have confronted it. So the phrase unsolicited opinion or unsolicited comments is basically an opinion that is firstly not asked for and secondly, probably not wanted. Pretty simple, right? Maybe not. How many times have you received a comment or opinion that you simply didn't ask for? Maybe it's a parent or family member weighing in on something you didn't ask for their opinion with. Maybe it's with a friend, uh, an opinion, something that you didn't ask for. Maybe it's a comment in the workplace or maybe it's something a completely random stranger has said to you. If I had a dollar for every time I was offered an opinion or a comment was made that I didn't want... I would honestly be so rich. It's different if you ask for the opinion or you ask for someone to be your sounding board. But when it's completely unwanted and not requested, it can become awfully frustrating. I also think about the weight and damage that someone's words can have on you in the long run or vice versa. Your words can have on someone else. Comments can be made to someone that can stay with them their entire lives. Words can cut too deep. I remember when I was in high school between the years of seven and nine and I was bullied by someone who was supposed to be a friend. Um, He made really terrible insulting comments to me and about me Um, and I can remember some of what he said to this day. Does it affect me now? No, because he was and probably still is an idiot. Um, And the opinions of idiots don't matter to me. But was it hurtful at the time? Yeah, it was. And it shouldn't have been said. Um, Bullying is disgusting. I do not stand behind bullying of any nature in any environment. There are a few reasons why people might, in fact, offer unsolicited advice. So the first is they truly believe that they're helping you by offering their opinion. Um which I might add, doesn't make it better for them to offer their opinion when it's not requested. It's not an excuse. 
In some cases, people in fact do this to help you problem solve or work through a situation, going into that almost helper or solver or fixer role. Sometimes it's a dominant situation where the person is trying to make out they have more knowledge in the relationship, so it's in their best interests to offer this advice to you. Um, It can be via judgment as well, so the person's looking to change or alter your words or actions. It could, uh, could be for drama. Some people love drama. Why not create some, right? Uh, And it can be to look uh, superior in a relationship. It can be awfully hard to break down where the person is coming from. If it's someone close to you and you have a close relationship that is healthy, you could assume it's one of the more positive perspectives for them offering these comments. But that's what we hope for, right? I've had too many times where this, in fact is not the case. So it's important to analyse whether or not the comment or opinion giver has your best interests at heart. What does this advice feel like and how does it make you feel? Giving unsolicited advice, opinions or comments repeatedly can absolutely have an impact on the quality of the relationship you have with that person. So repeatedly giving this advice contributes to long-term relationship problems. It's disrespectful and presumptuous to insert your opinions and ideas when they are simply not wanted. Unsolicited advice can even communicate an air of superiority. It assumes the advice giver knows what's right or best. At times, unsolicited advice can feel critical rather than helpful. And if it's repeated, it can kind of feel like nagging. Importantly... People need to be able to effectively problem solve in their own lives. While it can be great to offer help, at the end of the day, the person in question needs to take responsibility for their own problems. I have gone into problem solver mode with too many people. I once knew this girl who would complain about the same three things on repeat, day in, day out, no change to the script, record on repeat type shit, like absolutely boring. Every conversation was the same. It was almost like that person was copying and pasting the same shit into the conversation with slightly different wording each day. So at first in this situation, I listened. Then I actually started jumping into problem solving mode, uh, remembering that a big part of my corporate background is to problem solve. Uh, I started offering advice. Whether it was wanted or not was another story. I don't think it was. But the reason I offered it was because I could see a pathway to solve each of these problems or issues, which would mean that that person no longer had them in their lives anymore. So the person refused to take any of the advice on board and just kept banging on over and over about the same issues day in, day out. Ideally, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I've also learned that with my dog. You can show him where the water is, but you can't force him to drink. Even if he's had no water and his mouth is sounding very dehydrated, you cannot force him to drink. (laughs) So in my situation, the person was actually doing it for attention and they loved having drama surrounding them at all times. It really made them feel special. Was my advice unsolicited? Yes, absolutely. But in my defense, I was at 
my fucking wits end with this person. I had seen it, heard it, experienced it, and it was sucking the life out of me. So I come back to the point that I've mentioned a few times. You, you need to take responsibility for your actions and your lives. There's nothing worse than a continual whiner who talks about the same things over and over each day and has no plans to actually go and fix any of those problems. So let's say giving unsolicited advice is something you have been accused of doing. How dare you? <laughs> okay, we need, to, we need to break it, all right? We need to break this pattern. So before you go to offer that advice, stop. Just stop. Stop for a sec. Don't say it. Just stop. You might have good intentions at heart, but stop and think, does the person actually want what I am about to say? So we give advice because we want to help. We want to guide someone to what we think is right. We think we have the answers. And maybe sometimes we're just really worried about a person. So we offer advice to reduce our own stress or anxiety. Sometimes as advice givers, we need to ask ourselves a few questions before we go and offer that advice. So the first question you need to ask yourself is, why do I feel the need to offer advice right now? Is it to help? Or is there another reason? And be honest with yourself when you answer that question. Next is, is there something else that I could do that would be more helpful? Is it better if I, in fact, step away from this discussion? Is there someone more qualified who could assist this person? Next, should I let them work this out themselves? What else can I do to reduce my anxiety and discomfort with this situation? Is there another way I can be supportive without giving this unsolicited advice? And finally, can I focus on listening and understanding instead of fixing and instructing? As a giver of this type of advice, how do I continuously stop offering it? So ask first, simply ask when you're having that conversation with the person and they're having, you know, a whole heap of problems and they're bringing all these problems forward, ask them, hey, I have some ideas. Do you want to hear them? Uh, or maybe it's, uh, I got some suggestions. Want to hear them? Maybe it's, uh, I've been through something similar. Do you want to know what worked for me? Or maybe it's just a simple, can I help? And then listen to that response and then act accordingly. Let's say you're on the receiving end of the advice. So you've received some terrible comments that have been made to you that you simply do not agree with. What now? The first comes back to a point I have made in the past. And I mentioned this in a recent episode around giving and receiving feedback. Many times in the workplace, I've been offered feedback that was quite useless. I recall being given feedback in a performance review in relation to a tone that I used in my voice in a meeting three months prior to the review. I was told it gave the wrong impression. <laughs> I was stunned, completely and totally stunned. Not only was the comment and tone in question complete bullshit, um, I, I was mainly concerned that if that's all people can come up with for feedback, 
like you've got to be fucking joking surely there's something more important that you're working at or towards or something more valuable you can offer me from a feedback perspective as opposed to a tone that was used in a sentence three months ago so I remember like I just completely lost it because my performance was being judged on a tone that I'd used in a sense like it it just didn't make one ounce of sense to me in the end so after I had my meltdown my, my brain exploded I decided there were two things I could do with this feedback <laughs> first take it on board and never use tone in my voice again <laughs> I considered it or two pretend to take it on board and then just move the fuck on I obviously went with the second um I basically threw it out the window and just went fucking hell if you if that's what you're concentrating on in the in the terms of offering feedback for someone to improve uh we've got a big problem we've got a really big problem if that's what people are focused on so outwardly I took the feedback on board but inwardly I knew this was fucking stupid Um, And there were more important things to focus on. How about doing my fucking job? Delivering to budget and on time. Come on. There are more important things. I feel like we get stuck in this, um, I have to offer feedback stage in the workplace. Like there's there's this mindset of, you know, there has to be something that I offer that's constructive in relation to feedback. I can't just say that the person did a great job. I have to offer something for them to improve on. Um, Stop. You in fact don't. If the person's doing a great job and maybe there's not a whole lot of weaknesses there or if they are, they're working on mitigating them, you don't need to offer feedback. I know um, a lot of organisations do it in uh, a way that enables kind of like a feedback sandwich if you guys have ever heard that term but it's like you start with something positive you provide something constructive and then you end with something positive Um, a lot of organizations give the constructive off the back of your annual bonus which was the situation here for me so it was a it was a way of the organization going okay uh, I'm going to offer her less um, just because I am so yeah ridiculous but anyway the point I'm trying to make (laughs) after that long-winded fucking ramble depending on who in the environment depends on how much and whether we take the advice being offered sometimes like this one in the workplace it is easy to nod your head and walk away okay (laughs) so let's just say I have had a gutful of the unsolicited comments or opinions that are being offered by somebody in my life. Let's say I can't nod my head and walk away. Let's say I'm about to go and break something or someone. Okay, so how do we deal (laughs) with these comments and opinions? First and foremost is letting the person know, I'm not looking for your advice. Um, I'm just looking for a sounding board or someone to vent to. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Letting the person know that you just want someone to listen right now. And we can go into problem solving um, soon in the future. But for now, I really just want to hear it out. I just want to soundboard it out. And I'd love for you to be my soundboard. Letting the person know that you will independently work through and solve the issue or problem. Um, But thanks for offering. um, Let's move on. Changing the topic. (laughs) Or simply stating... 
I am not after advice, so please don't offer it. Okay. I find a lot of the time unsolicited advice or comments is something usually personal and someone you don't want advice from. So things like uh, your love life or relationships, your appearance or weight, choices that you've made in life or decisions you're in the process of making. Often it can be these backhanded comments that are offered in a way that leaves you thinking, was that an insult or did they just help me? I think the comments like, oh, you look tired or, oh my God, your skin looks good now or, oh, you look healthy or you've put some weight on. Those comments can be lasting and detrimental to individuals and their mindset. People struggle enough in life with their own nagging internal voice. So adding someone else's voice to your own internal voice can really impact someone's ability to cope mentally. I think I can deal with most comments or pieces of advice, but the worst seem to be the ones about appearance. Last time I checked in, (laughs) this is my body and my life. So if I choose to wear something, lose weight, gain weight, get a tattoo, whatever it might be, that is my business and no one else's. Save your opinion. You are not going to get a nice response from me. I either go into fight or flight here. (laughs) So um, I will either just, doesn't matter where I am, doesn't matter who's there. If they throw a comment like this at my way in front of people, I will turn around and say, that was nasty. Keep your opinions to yourself. Um, uh, Sometimes I just walk away. (laughs) I've done it before. Uh, Comments have been made to me. It's pissed me off. I can't be bothered confronting the person. I just go, oh, fuck it, and just walk away. Leave them standing there talking to themselves. (laughs) Who cares, right? So there are times where I physically don't care and I just can't be fucked and I just don't want to deal with it. So walking away really preserves my peace and my patience. Just if you are offering these comments, remember they can be lasting. The other issue we face with unsolicited comments is that we never know what's going on behind closed doors. A comment like, oh, you've put on weight, can be really damaging if someone is recovering from an eating disorder. Comments like, oh, your skin looks heaps better now, can be damaging, especially if that person is struggling with a skin condition. Just because you think you know someone well doesn't mean you know everything about them and what's going on in their lives. I remember um, we used to have this thing, uh, I would say, I'd say back maybe 10 years ago when I first started um, at a particular organization that I was at for a while. We had this thing about the the amount of hours that people were doing in the office. I'm an early bird, so I would get in the office super early, get a lot of work done in the morning and then leave it at a reasonable hour. And that was predominantly because I was working on my doctorate at the time. So I needed that time in the evening to get home and do some work. But what would happen was people would rock into the office several hours after me and other people, because it wasn't just me, there were other people that used to come in early too. And then they'd make comments like, oh, You're leaving early (laughs) as you're like packing your desk up and leaving, not knowing that you'd been there two hours earlier than them in the morning. 
I think people were trying to be funny, um, but in one of those kind of unsolicited uh, comments type type way. So anyway, a very, very senior individual was leaving early one day. He had his bag on his shoulder and he ran into one of the people that were really making a lot of these comments and he ran into him in the lift and the person who was making these comments to everybody said to him, oh, you're leaving early? Uh, What's going on there? Uh, How come you don't have to work as hard as the rest of us? And this very senior leader turned around and said, "Um, not that it's any of your business, but uh, my father just passed away. Uh, So, (laughs) obviously that person completely and utterly shit themselves in the lift. But it comes back to you. You have no idea what's going on in people's lives. And after that, he was performance managed because you simply don't speak to people like that. You simply don't speak like that. And and rightfully so. He he got sat down and spoken to. Rightfully so. Another thing to, to remember is if you are offended at something someone has said, you are allowed to have those feelings. If someone says to you, oh, you're too sensitive. No, you're not. If you don't like what someone said to you, you're allowed to have those feelings. So if you feel like these comments are affecting you mentally, we need to start speaking up openly and with confidence, setting clear boundaries, which means letting this person or people know that you won't receive these comments well and they need to think before they open their mouths. At times, it's best just to end the conversation as promptly as it started. This really asserts a position that drives home, this isn't okay, and I won't engage in a topic like this. The lack of engaging is also important as it goes hand in hand with stopping the conversation. I think some of my uh, most favorite comments are when people offer really insane solutions to problems. These ones are my favourites. So we've been on an IVF journey of some time now and um, we've had a lot of struggles in that place. And, um, you know, a lot of people have asked, oh, when are you having kids? Which firstly is an offensive question. Um, Don't ask. (laughs) Some people don't want to have them or some people are struggling to have them. (laughs) So please don't ask that question. Anyway, um, I've been asked a few times for, by a few different people um, and I've sort of said, look, we're, we're on a bit of an IVF journey at the moment. It's a bit personal, not really keen to talk about it. I have had some people say, um, I remember some, a girl that I worked with said to me, oh, you know, you just really need to go on a holiday. And I was like, okay. And she goes, yeah, that'll fix it. It always fixes it. When you go on a holiday, yeah, you're bound to fall pregnant. Hmm. <laughs> Where's the science behind that one? Um, I had someone telling me to drink some herbal tea. (laughs) If only it was that simple, guys. Uh, Someone told me to get acupuncture. Like, okay, great. If this stuff's worked for you, fantastic. We're in a very different place. We know what the problems are and we're trying to work through it. If it was as simple as any of these, it would have been done. The doctors would have, you know, ensured. Anyway, (laughs) don't offer it. And don't offer dumb shit as well. Please don't. Just leave it. Step away. You're not a doctor. You're not a specialist. You don't understand the ins and outs of our situation. So please just, just let's just leave the medical issues to the experts. Your random herbal tea isn't going to fix my issues because you don't even know what the biological issues are. Um, so thank you. <laughs>
let's say confrontation is so hard for you. There are a lot of people who just don't like confrontation or having difficult discussions. Here are three phrases you could use. So the first is when someone offers the advice, that's great advice, thanks. I'll absolutely consider that. Move on. Whether you do or don't, comes down to you. Whatever. Uh, Second, great idea, change the topic. Third, that's a good option. Mm, I'll consider that once I get to the problem-solving stage. Change the topic. There are ways to deliver a message in a non-confronting manner that does get your message across. So let's stop giving the comments and more importantly, let's stop receiving them as if it's okay to take on board comments or advice that you don't ask for. We need to be kinder and only speak words that we would be comfortable receiving. If we feel we personally might not like receiving that comment, then it's simple. Don't make it. As with every episode, we end on a lighter note. Today we're going to discuss some of the things that I have learned recently that I absolutely should have known earlier. Uh, TikTok, thank you. (laughs) Uh, A couple of them are stupid, but um, a couple of them have actually been helpful. So the first is, did you guys know that you're actually not supposed to use a strainer for, say, pasta? the way that we use it or potatoes you know anything you want really so you're actually supposed to put the strainer or the colander inside the pot and then turn the pot over to strain the water out you're not actually supposed to empty the shit into the colander i did not know that um the strainer is actually made to fit inside which is why it has those little clips on the side because it holds on to the side of your pot I had no idea. One that kind of um, shocked me was shaving. So when you shave your legs, for example, you will go against the grain, right? And you shave up. And then you go to the very bottom and then you shave up again. And you're removing the razor from the skin, going to the bottom and shaving up. Okay. Apparently, (laughs) razors aren't meant to be used like that. So the reason they have that swivel head on them is to allow them to shave down and then directly back up. So you're supposed to go down, up, down, up, down, up without taking the razor off your your leg, for example. I've tried this and it works. (laughs) It actually considerably works. So I highly recommend. But yeah, that's not how shavers were made. Uh, I think we as a society just got used to the single razors you know the ones they used to cut men's hair where they can only go one way against the grain whereas the disposables and the other that you buy for your body they're not actually made to be used that way so give it a go and let me know what you think i've learned a lot about my iphone thanks to tiktok in particular that i wouldn't have known otherwise so one really cool one that i learned the other day was If I'm sitting in front of my laptop and I have a passage of words, I can hit control copy. Sorry, this has to be Mac, Apple to Apple though, right? So if I'm sitting in front of my laptop and there's a whole stack of text, I can go control copy, 
then I can pick up my phone and on my phone look for the paste and it will paste what I copied off my Mac onto my phone. That's fucking life-changing. How many times have you like written something and you're like, oh, I have to send that to myself via text or email on my phone? You can just copy-paste. Copy on the Mac, the Apple, the computer, the laptop, whatever, and then paste on the phone. Like, amazing, right? I've also learned that you can contour your face with fake tan. So you have a shower, you use it as a contour and you put it on the places where you're supposed to have cheekbones because a lot of us don't, <laughs> i.e. me. My face is weird. I think it's like a love heart shape. Maybe. It looks that way in photos. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. So you contour your face before you go to sleep with fake tan. Then you go to bed and then you wake up and you can wash your face and then you've permanently got cheekbones. Well, until the tan wears off. Amazing. You can actually use food colouring as a lip stain so at the moment there's this huge craze around the Fenty lip stains and there's all these other um, companies trying to do the same thing anyway you can use food coloring which makes you think we're buying all these expensive lip stains that probably is just food coloring right (laughs) and lastly I have learned that you can cook anything in an air fryer anything I am blown away with how much you can cook in an air fryer I've seen everything from like uh, baked chickens to pork um, with crackle. I've seen bread cooked in them, um, all types of vegetables, desserts, like just shit I wouldn't think of. Crazy, crazy shit. If you ever want to know, if you ever want some ideas, just go on TikTok and just type in air fryer and you'll be bombarded with videos. So is there anything that you've learned recently? I'm sure there's a lot more in my list, but that's just off the top of my head what I could think about at the moment. If you have, share it with me. I'd love to know. (laughs) I always feel so dumb and I'm like, oh, why the fuck didn't I know that many years ago? (laughs) Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's episode around unsolicited comments and opinions. Hopefully it was a bit helpful and we can stop making them and stop receiving them. (laughs) So join me next time when I tackle the topic of being the victim or dealing with people who are always playing the victim. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. So hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod or drop me an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com or you can visit my website at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast.com. Until next time, uh, bye bye. <laughs>